Hi everyone, welcome to Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. Wow, I miss saying that. I can't believe that it's already 2022. A lot has happened since my last podcast episode. I'm just glad to be recording again. I'm excited to share this story with you because it's about my spontaneous encounter with Michael. Oh, who is Michael? Um, Michael is the wise old man that I met at Venice Beach. And he has the purest and genuine heart. He's so wise. I learned so much from him by talking to him. And so I wanted to kind of immortalize or memorialize, maybe I should say, that conversation through this episode so that I can also listen to it when times get rough. I think that this will be helpful during those low moments. So I'm just going to get right to it. Last year, I went to Los Angeles. This is around November of 2021. And I made an itinerary. And one of the things I wanted to see was the Venice sign at Venice Beach. And so I specifically wrote it down, wake up early, go and see the Venice sign at Venice Beach. So I was so excited. I got dressed. I forgot to check the weather forecast. So I was definitely not wearing the right outfit. I was wearing a crop top with a skirt. And Definitely not fit for the winds brought about by the Pacific Ocean. So I got to Venice Beach. I was excited to see the sign. I parked, paid for parking, only to find out that I parked in the wrong spot. I was already there. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here for a little bit, maybe 10 minutes tops, and then go find the sign. So that's what I did. I got out of the car. I went to the pier. It turns out it was a fishing pier. I'm not into fishing, and so that wasn't interesting to me. But it was a beautiful place. There were so many people surfing, and you know, there are people riding their bikes. There are a lot of dogs, which I absolutely love. I walked briskly down the pier, and I made it halfway. I didn't get to enjoy it because I was just so cold and I wanted to just get back in the car because like I said, I wasn't wearing the right outfit and it was very windy that time. I said, you know what? I can see everything from where I'm standing. Why should I walk all the way down the pier? But, you know, I figured I'm already here. Might as well. I wanted to see the Pacific Ocean anyway. Maybe it looks different. (laughs) Um, than from where I'm standing. So I decided to go ahead and go to the end of the pier. I got to the end of the pier and I just stood there in awe. It really looked different. I probably stared at the ocean for a solid five minutes, just contemplating about life and just savoring the wind. And at that point, I feel like I... (laughs) I was Elsa. The cold never bothered me. Um, It's just so funny thinking about that now because I didn't want to go there because it was cold in the first place. So just the fact that I was able to acclimatize and just savor the moment, you know, think about what really matters, I guess. And as I was doing that, I looked to my left and that's when I saw him. I saw Michael looking at me, smiling at me while I'm savoring the winds brought about by the Pacific Ocean. 
he just has the most beautiful eyes. They were light blue. I've never seen eyes like that. So he had light blue eyes and he had the biggest smile on his face. And he waved at me. And so I looked at him and I, I waved back. And just, you know, I walked up to him and I asked him, how many fish have you caught so far? And so he said, I've been here since 9 a.m. and I've caught about... Eight tops melt. So that's kind of how the conversation started. We we talked about how many fish he's caught since he's been there. And he started talking to me about fishing and what he has. He, apparently, he brought a container of frozen anchovies. So he, he said, do you want to help me cut anchovies? And I said, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. So, you know, for the first few minutes, we were just cutting anchovies that he could use as bait for the fish. And he showed me on the side that there's actually a list of fish that you can't bring home and eat, um, which is a good guide for a lot of people who, who go there to fish. And so he let me borrow his fishing pole and I started to to fish. <laughs> I've never I've never fished in my life. I'm, I don't even know how to use the, the pole properly. So, you know, as he was teaching me how to do it, how to put the bait, how to how to know if there's already fish. Um, we started talking about about life. Isn't that crazy? We started from <laughs> just saying hi to each other to having, you know, a deep conversation. You know, this is a stranger. I've never met him in my life. And suddenly I'm talking to him as if I've known him forever. Uh, so, yeah, he just told me that He's there every Wednesday, and he he likes to fish from 9 to 11. And so I asked him, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Apparently, he has a lot of businesses, and on his free time, he he goes there to fish, which is great because, you know, that's how I met him. (laughs) I guess the best way to summarize our conversation is to divide it into three categories. So that would be on life on relationships, and on pursuing one's dream. So I'm going to go ahead and start with on life. He said, you know, Carissa, it's okay to be lost. When I was your age, I was an electronics engineer, and I was very good at it. Because of that, I moved up the ladder pretty quickly. I became the manager. Eventually, I became the supervisor of the firm that I was working for. And I was earning a decent amount of money. I was well-respected, but I just felt like it wasn't what I wanted to do. I felt like there's something more out there for me to explore and see and try. And I was comfortable. However, with comfort comes stagnation. And so I decided to quit my job. I I bought a house, I rented it out, and I started with one, eventually bought a couple after that, and so that's kind of how I started with real estate. After real estate, I decided to start my own manufacturing company wherein I make purses for women. It was so funny thinking about that now because he he looked at my purse and it wasn't it wasn't a very expensive or high quality purse. So I was just thinking in my head, oh, I hope he doesn't judge my purse. <laughs> but he said, you have a nice purse right there, which was very nice of him. And so that's how he started with the manufacturing company. And so now that's what he does. He just manages multiple businesses and 
he's very happy with his decisions because he was able to to get out of that comfort zone and see what else he can do for himself. Now he's very flexible. Um, he has time to do the things that he likes and he just feels more free. Number two is money is not everything, which is very true. I agree with him on that. During the pandemic, most of his tenants weren't able to pay rent because some lost their jobs or you know they're just trying to meet their needs and you know, paying rent is really the last thing on their mind. So he was very kind about it. He decided that um, it's okay. They can pay it whenever they have the money to pay the rent as long as he has money in his pocket to sustain himself, he's okay with that. It just shows how compassionate he is as a person and how he really cares about people more than profit. And that really touched me because not a lot of people are like that. You know, business is business. So I, I would understand if he, he, would, he would want to earn money because how else is he going to sustain or maintain his life, right? So... I think that it was very nice of him to do that, to give tenants time to, to find money or where they're going to get money to pay rent. So I'm glad that he's letting them stay in the space for free. And then number three, he is content. He, he doesn't owe anyone anything. He's happy with his life and he, he gets to enjoy the little things. Like he told me, Carissa, you have to find hobbies that are comforting because it's good for your soul. Look at me. I'm fishing right now. I could be doing something very stressful, but I chose to have a very peaceful life. I chose to have some time alone where I can just look out the ocean, fish, and just just really enjoy the moment. It's not even about thinking about his life or what he's accomplished or his regrets. It's just about being present and enjoying the moment, fishing, having a good time with the other people who are in the pier, having conversations with strangers, and and just really being content. Like He's very happy. He has such a warm and calm disposition and I aspire to be like that. I want to be I want to walk into a room and have the same disposition and aura and whenever I would talk to people I would I want them to think that oh Chris is warm and kind. So I definitely aspire to be like Michael. Um he's taught me so much in in a short amount of time that's for sure. All right. So that's on life. Now I'm going to go on to relationships. <laughs> He said, number one, Carissa, you have to be principled. Um, know your values. Know what you stand for because that's the foundation when it comes to finding the one, right? Your values have to align because you'll have a lot of marital problems if they don't. So he talked about his son who is very accomplished and his daughter who is also um, a physician. So they're both physicians. And he talked about how they were able to... Uh, get to where they are by working hard and how they never used him or they never used their name to to help them get to the position they're in now. So it just goes to show how he raised them well. Basically, he's just telling me to to blaze my own trail and not be afraid to start from scratch and build everything on my own. Though it's good to have some help from those around you. It, it's more empowering if you know that you you worked hard for it yourself. And then number three, we, we talked about his wife. We talked about how they met. 
we we talked about how their love blossomed. Apparently, they were both from Israel, and they met there when they were kids. And then they migrated to the United States, and um, and then they started their family here. And they haven't, I think, they haven't gone back since, if I remember correctly. Um, so I asked him, um, how did you know that your wife was the one? Because you met at such a young age, and, and there's so many options, right? How do you choose? Um, so he said, if you're comfortable talking to that person, and if you feel safe with that person, you, you can be vulnerable and not be judged. He said, looks will only last for a couple hours. And after that, it's, it's what's in the heart that matters. So find someone with a good character, someone who respects you, someone who listens, someone who, who cares about the things you like or cares about the things that hurt you, someone who doesn't want to upset you, just someone who is genuine and kind. I think you can't go wrong if you choose someone like that. He also said, be picky, but don't be too picky or else you're going to end up alone, um, which is really funny. I, I, I laughed out loud when he said that. I, um, I I definitely agree. I think that almost with anything, there's a trade-off and that you would have to compromise. Um, but then don't settle, right? Don't settle. If you know that you deserve better, then it's fine. You don't have to settle with that person. The person should also not be a source of worry or um, add to your worries. He said you, ha- you have to find a person who is a source of comfort and warmth because life will throw curveballs at you and you want to have a helpmate pretty much. You don't want someone to to be upset or immature or just someone who doesn't know how to communicate because that's it's not healthy. It's very toxic. So lastly, I asked him, so tell me, Michael, what's the secret? He said, don't make excuses. Always be intentional with your choices in life. Support each other. Go on dates. Enjoy your time together while you're still together because you blink and that's it. Life is life is fleeting. The moments that you're together, they're, they're fleeting moments. So you have to really treasure it. And then... Like I said earlier, life will throw you curveballs, so you have to be each other's constant. Those are a lot of really good insight from him, and you know what? I value them because he was married for a really long time. Uh, his wife passed away from cancer, and he he really treasured his time with her based on what he told me. I think hearing stories like this just makes me hopeful. <laughs> I feel like these days it's very hard to find something real and genuine so my advice to you to you who's listening right now is if you find someone who is real and genuine and someone who truly cares about you someone who's there just there with nothing to gain do everything you can to keep that person because that person is very hard to find it's really rare these days to find someone like that all right. Wow. I said so many things. So um, I'm going to go on to the next category, which is the last category on pursuing your dream. He said, okay, Chris, and number one, do what makes you happy. Don't listen to those around you. It's your life, right? It's your life. Pick a career that is fulfilling, that's going to make you want to wake up every morning because 
I keep telling you this, life is short. You have to do what's best for you. You have to you have to be fulfilled and happy. That leads to you better appreciating yourself. And then it's just a domino effect. It will lead to better relationships because you're happy. You're you're content. You're you have joy in your heart. And so that spills over, right? If you're unhappy with your job, that also spills over when you're at home. So I need you to really think about that and make sure that the career you're choosing is something that that you want to do. Even when no one is looking, you have to find a career path that's right for you, that makes you happy. Even if you have to take a pay cut, you have to enjoy the work that you do if you want it to last. You know, if you want to be practical, okay, do that for a couple of years, uh, save some money and put it in a bank or invest it. And then once you have that then okay, do what you want to do with your life. Make sure that you have you have enough to sustain yourself while you're trying to figure out what you want. I guess if you are someone who who carries a lot on your plate, a lot of people depend on you, that advice might not be might not be something you wanna hear because you can say, Oh Chris, I have all these people depending on me and you expect me to just be selfish and choose myself and choose a job that I really like or fulfills me. I totally understand. I know that some people are in a very rough situation that they have to set aside what they want to do in life or what they really want to pursue so that they can help those who depend on them. And I think that's a very noble thing to do. But at some point, I think you also have to stand up for yourself when when everyone around you is in good state. You can just tell them, "I think that I've I've helped enough, and I, I've given I've given you a good life. It's time that I, it's time that I think about myself too and do what I really want to do." Um, I don't think that's a bad thing, especially if you know that you've you've done your best for those around you. But ultimately, the decision is up to you. Every circumstance is different. I'm not saying that's the solution to all of it, but. Just being very transparent and setting boundaries and also adjusting expectations, I think, could help you get to where you want to be, or especially if you want to switch careers or really pursue something that you want to do. Uh, I think communicating that to those who who depend on you can at least help you feel better because they know that there's really something you want to do, but you're making these sacrifices um, to help them out, which is very noble, really. But you know, it's not just about career you can find happiness in other things right maybe you like to paint or you have hobbies that maybe your friends are not really into then do it alone if it makes you happy you you have to find i guess you have to find time you have to look at your schedule and just maybe find time every day to to do something that makes you happy something that brings you joy if that means watching netflix for one hour or if that means, I don't know, golfing for an hour or driving for an hour, <laughs> long drives, they make me happy. So it's really different for everyone. I guess what I'm trying to say is you can also find ha- happiness in other things aside from your career. You know, it's so funny because I just told a stranger my life plans and he said that I'm, I'm very brave and that I think I really, really needed to hear that at that moment because I was going through something very personal at the time and I, I wasn't sure if things will be okay um, and I was scared and 
I was worried and anxious and him just telling me, a complete stranger telling me that I'm brave and resilient and that I, I will have a good future. You know, that it just it just really moved me because like I said, it's really what I needed to hear that time. I was in such a beautiful city, but there's sadness in me and I always say that I'm very grateful to whatever force it was that just told me, Carissa, go ahead and walk all the way down the pier. Because if I didn't walk all the way down the pier, then I would not have met Michael. And he's just really so warm and kind. Every time I think about it, I, I like my heart is just so full and happy because it was such a, an amazing encounter. I learned so much from this man. It's just liberating, right? It's liberating to open up to a complete stranger who knows nothing about you. Um, there are no judgments. It was just, he just gave me a listening ear, gave me so many advice that I will remember for the rest of my life. And he even taught me how to fish. Can you believe that? I have never fished in my life. And I was there cutting anchovies with him. Um, using his fishing pole, catching fish. I caught eight top smelt and one mackerel. I'm very, very proud of myself for that. So apparently we can't um, eat top smelt because they're very toxic. And so we give them to the birds. So he lets me throw them in the center of the pier and then all the birds come flying to, <laughs> to get the fish. And then the the mackerel that I caught, we gave it to one of the one of the Korean guys who who were also fishing at the time, and he's been there for five hours. So he's, you know, Michael said, let's just give it to to him so he can. I think he makes fresh sushi out of it. I'm not really sure what he does with it, but we were able to catch a lot of fish. Um, I was very sad when it was time to say bye to him because my my metered parking was only good for an hour, and. I was even sadder because I didn't have my phone with me and I really wanted to take a photo of us just, you know, to remember what he looks like because I think photos are a really good reminder of, of a certain moment. So I, I said, if I'm ever back in Venice Beach, I will definitely drop by here at the Venice um, Fishing Pier and I'll try to find you. <laughs> it was such a, a beautiful moment because he said to me, Carissa, you are... A genuine person and you are like a lotus flower don't forget that you know you can thrive even in the muddiest of places and I think you know I almost cried when he said that and then he just kind of put his hand on my face and just you know like a lolo or a grandpa who, who truly cares and I'm just grateful I'm grateful to have met this wonderful man and I hope that I really will see him at Venice Beach sometime this year so yeah um, that was my encounter with Mr. Michael, the wise old man at Venice Beach. Thank you, Michael, for teaching me how to fish, for sharing your wisdom, and for showing me true humility. I will never forget you. Your eyes are bluer than the ocean, and you have such a beautiful soul. Um, and this podcast episode is for you. Thank you so much for for everything, for coming into my life and for all the things you shared. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I know it's quite long, but I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to 
the podcast episodes that I release. I hope to make more um, in the coming months. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye!